A fabringen, in Yiddish a term meaning a joyous gathering, but it's really so much more. It's insight, it's inspiration, it's the bottom line. Join Rabbi Levi Avtson, Tuesdays at 1 p.m. for the Fabringen, only on 101.9 High FM. This is 101.9 High FM. My name is Rabbi Levi Avtson. Today we're here on the Fabringen. And it's a pleasure and an honor, as always, to be able to share this platform with you. And here we are, three days before the new Hebrew month of Adar, a month of joy. And let's be honest, it's a funny word right now, joy. I recently developed a habit that when people call me and ask how am I, I not always, but often will answer fantastic <laughs> and you know years ago and if i would answer that way it would be like oh great you know well done Rov. you know have a good one and these days it's like uh what really fantastic i'm like yeah kind of just saying it because you know why not <laughs> it's uh you, you don't really hear a lot of people walking around saying they're feeling fantastic and if they are, you start wondering what they're on. Like, really? Like, fantastic in this climate? Like, well, what exactly is there fantastic to feel about? Like, well, what am I missing in this picture? So there's no question that one of the big challenges that comes with COVID, and gosh, there's a bucket list of challenges. One of the big challenges is to our mood. Feeling joy is not exactly in uh, vogue right now. It's not the coolest thing on the planet. So as we enter a new month of Adar, the month of joy, Mishanichnas Adar Marbimba Simcha, when Adar comes, we add in joy. You have to sit there saying, really? Joy? Now? This year? Why? Like, why? Like, what does that even mean? Like, why would I be joyous right now? Why would I, why would I feel joy? You know, as much as I could ask for myself, the, mo- the most I could push myself is not to feel sad, you know, to feel even kill, to feel calm. But joy, 12 months into the pandemic, well, like, what's there to be joyous about? <sighs> it's a tough one. A tough one, not because there's no answer. It's a tough one because... It's so important to validate the emotion, to validate the fact that, yes, many people are struggling. And yet, when Hashem tells us to serve Him with joy, and when Simcha is set as a huge barometer of whether a person is committed or not, we must say that it's for all times. Let's be honest, most of history has not been pleasurable. It's not as if most of the times that God told us to serve him with joy, it was like, oh, yeah, yeah, totally, I get it. Life is good. Now, joy is not something that comes from circumstances, because if that's the case, it's way too similar to pleasure. Often that's what we make the association. Joy means I'm having a good time. But the truth is that having a good time it's what you get when you're having pleasure. Oh, that was fantastic. What a great wedding that was. 
what a great meal, what a great holiday. That's not joy. That's just enjoying life. It's almost like enjoying. But joy is something that has nothing to do with circumstance. It's something that on the contrary allows us to uplift ourselves from circumstance and not define ourselves by circumstance. And that is a huge, huge challenge, let's be honest. I mean, if I had mastered it, oof, would life be a whole different level? No question about it. It's tough, because it's no question when everything's working. It's much easier to tap into joy. Whatever philosophy you give about joy, it's innate, it's beyond my circumstances, it's within my circumstances. If life is good, then you don't have to really philosophize about joy. When life is good, questions like why bad things happen to good people don't necessarily sit on the mind. But when things are stressful and tough and ambiguous and lack of clarity, that's when these questions really surface. So like this is a year that the question of joy arises much stronger than previous years. I recall I've been on this, I've been privileged to have the Fabringen here on High FM for, I don't know, six years, seven years. And each year when it comes this time of the year, it's at least one session, one Fabringen is dedicated to joy. And, uh, you know, all the philosophies, all the great answers, all the great thoughts. Even last year, I think, if we spoke about joy, it was before the pandemic really um, hit. Remember, uh, uh, Purim, we still managed to celebrate last year. It was only after Purim that it hit us like a ton of block, uh, you know, a ton of block, a ton of stone. And then we focused on Pesach and how to get ready for Pesach, etc. But this year, like, you're coming into the joy and it's like, okay, unless a miracle happens throughout the whole month of Adar, there's not going to be much of a change in our situation. So then what? So what do you want me to be besimcha for? What, what, what does it even mean be besimcha? What does it mean to be joyous? And like, and like, really, is that what Hashem expects of us? Is that what He needs of us? To be joyous? I mean, shouldn't He just be grateful that I'm just like, you know, doing well? That I wake up each day, upbeat, trying to take care of myself, trying not to fall down. Can you just like, you know, put joy on hold? Can we put happiness on hold? Can we put, um, feeling inspired on hold? Like, you know, just like, take a bit, take, you know, wait patiently. We'll get there. We'll get there. What are your thoughts? This is 101.9 High FM and talking about one moment. Here's a song about a moment. One of my favorite songs. It's called Rega, originally by Hanan Banari, this time sung by Mordechai Shapiro. Rega ba, Rega halech, moment come, moment goes. This is 101.9, Chai FM.
תילטף אותה הרוס הכל. צריכים לזוז בזה, אני בטוח להרוס לנוע, תוך כדי נבין לאן. חיכינו די, אז רק תגידו יום. יום. בואו נברח וניקח רק אותי ואותך ומכל.
Hi FM, your station of choice since 2008. This is the Fabringen with Rabbi Levi Afton on 101.9 High FM. With February considered the month of love, you're going to love the fact that Outsurance is all about saving your money. In fact, they love it so much, you can ask them to give you 500 rand cash if they can't beat your current car insurance premium. Claim free and at the same insurer for three years, tell them to make it 1500 rand SMS out to 40251 for a quote. Whether it's savings or cash, you'll love the feeling of extra cash in your pocket. SMS out to 40251. Outsurance is a licensed insurer in FSP. T's and C's apply. Sounds great. They're, they are there for us in the very worst of times. They step in to assist us when life has stopped. They are the cemetery workers, the men and women of the Hever Kaddisha Jewish Helping Hand and Burial Society. Over the last year, their service was more essential than ever. They are the unsung heroes, and we want to change that. Zion Adar is the day on which the community traditionally acknowledges and appreciates the service of our cemetery workers. This year, you can help honor these heroes by sending them happiness in a box. Shabbat meals and gifts for Shabbat 19 February, the Shabbat of Zion Adar. Honor our heroes by sponsoring a box or part of a box. For details, get to our website at chayfm, www.chayfm.com. Honor Our Heroes is a Chai FM community initiative. This is 101.9 Chai FM. My name is Rabbi Levi Aftson from Linksfield Shoal. And here we are on this Tuesday afternoon asking a simple but yet heavy question. And that is, we are about to enter the Hebrew month of Adar, the month of joy. And this year is feeling much more like oi. Sorry for the pun. It is not feeling very joyous for many of us. And it's a struggle to be able to feel that upliftment, that feeling of inspiration. But as we know, tough doesn't mean impossible. And tough just means a challenge. One thing I learned when I came to this country in South Africa was how people love a good challenge over here, especially when it comes to exercise or in academics, people love a good challenge, and you challenge them, usually they'll rise to the challenge. And let's be honest, staying focused and having clarity and feeling calm and blessed and joyful is a huge mountain to climb. Many of us who love climbing mountains are taking on challenges, physical challenges, I can't claim to be one of those who love a physical challenge, but many of the people who do have been unable to take a lot of their physical challenges due to the pandemic, etc. Climbing a mountain overseas, not so simple. But the climbing of the mountain within ourselves, gosh, that is here as accessible as ever. And the truth is, in many ways, this is the hardest challenge, the challenge to challenge ourselves not only to push ourselves physically, but to push ourselves mentally, to push ourselves to stay focused, to stay on track, to stay within this world and above it at the same time. And I want to explain what I just mean, what I just said. Often when we think of a challenge, we think of something, you know, pushing us to extreme, a triathlon, climbing a mountain. You pretty much leave your regular day-to-day, go into a hectic training mode, and then go on this incredible challenge. Or 
a person will take a challenge of, you know, going to the East and challenging themselves mentally, challenging themselves physically, not to eat, etc. But often challenges are outside of life. They're an exit from our day-to-day. We go do an extreme challenge outside of our life. But then there's the challenge within life itself. In other words, life is life, dynamics, family dynamics, personality clashes, job, life. And then to challenge ourselves within that life, the challenge to forgive, the challenge to love, the challenge to not allow outside influences to affect our mood, the challenge to stay focused. In many ways, it's the hardest challenge of all because life is messy. When you go outside of life, you know, you go on holiday, you go to the bush, you go on a challenge, you go on a trip. That freedom from the confines of day-to-day living is itself a huge amount of freedom. And then, you know, you have the ability to soar and take yourself wherever you want. Most people, when they're on holiday, are in a very good mood. You meet people and guys are, you know, they're feeling great. I mean, obviously, if the beaches are open and if they're able to get some form of holiday. But I've been on my fair share of holiday over the years. You bump into congregants, something that every rabbi dreams of. Oh, wow, I haven't seen you in two weeks. It's great to see you on holiday. Let's talk about the shul. Not. Um, So in these conversations, you know, you ask a person how they are. It's great. You know, you exited life and people are feeling very calm and very collected and very peaceful. But then there is... Within life itself, within the stress, you know, you meet people a month earlier in November, year end and all the other things people throw, exams, metrics, etc. You ask people how they are, very few people will answer you on feeling calm and collected. Why? Because again, you know, life is stressful. And no, we're not anti-stress and that's not the point. The point is even within the stress of life to still have a sense of clarity, to still have a sense of peace to still not allow life to swallow us, life to drown us, but to stay above it, to be able to stay focused even when there are so many influences that make us feel out of control, make us feel like we don't have focus. Because there's no question that one of the great, if not the greatest challenge of our time, is our lack of clarity. We don't know. We have very few answers. When our kids ask us what's going to happen, we don't really have any answers that they have, that that they don't have. In other words, often a child asks an adult and the adult, based on their experience in life, has some experience in what the child's been through. I know I'm so sorry they were mean to you in school. I remember going through it. Here's what I would advise, etc. I'm so sorry. Let's, Let's figure something out. But then comes COVID and your kid looks at you and says, dad, mom, what next? And you're like, "Uh, I don't have a clue. And that lack of clarity, the lack of knowing where things lead can often be a huge stress on us. Even the Talmud says, there is no greater joy than removing doubt. By implication, what that's saying is that when there is doubt, it's very hard to feel joy. If there's no joy of like removing doubt, can you imagine the stress in doubt? So whether it's a person waiting to find out, you know, what's their prognosis, a person waiting to find out if they're getting a job, etc., etc. Doubt 
not knowing where things are landing is very, very stressful and, and often consumes our mind. And that's what COVID is for many of us. Like, where does this lead to? What next? I, I, I feel like I don't have so much control over my life, over the decisions of my life and where things are going. That's stressful. And then Adar comes this month and says, you know what? Let's, let's get into joy. Let's, let's feel uplifted. Let's feel blessed. Let's feel gracious. Let's feel so lucky. And you're like, what? How much denial is necessary for that? Like how far out of my reality do I have to fly to feel that kind of joy? Like, you know, how much do I have to forgive the analogy drink or smoke? What do I have to do to get so outside my frame of reference to be able to feel that? And the Torah says, no, what are you kidding me? Not, that's not the point. It's not about escaping. Feel joy. How? By focusing on the blessings of your life, by focusing on how, despite all the challenges, you still have meaning, by focusing on the privilege of serving Hashem. For me, one of the great sources of joy is actually a statement of the Tanya. And this statement is often children repeat it at a young age. It's a small little slogan from chapter 33, I believe. And it's a chapter, this, this chapter explores a theme, uh, a source of joy, which is quite original. And I'll say it in Hebrew and I'll, I'll translate it. And I think especially in our time, it's this kind of joy, which might be the most accessible, although hard, but definitely quite accessible. It says like this, Yismach, Yisrael Bosov, we should be joyous. On God's behalf. What does that mean? Pirush, that means Shakal Mishahu Mizari Yisrael, any one of us. should be happy, should be should rejoice in the joy of Hashem. who he is happy when he's able to make a home for himself here. In other words, God gets tremendous joy from our work, from the efforts we put in, from the inner character building we do, from the mitzvahs we do, from the growth we do, from the acts of goodness and kindness we do. And sometimes the road to joy is to think about him and what he's feeling. In other words, many of us will see our acts of kindness as nice, sweet acts, but not worthy of joy. But then think about how Hashem sees our actions. Think of how He considers the fact that even during this time, we managed to focus on the other. Now, I was just reading an ad of Chai FM telling us to focus on the people in the Hever Kaddisha, those who so graciously um, take care of such a sacred task of taking care of the, our loved ones who pass away. And that's a perfect example, them and the initiative to honor them, because usually in times of challenges, 
how dignified they are in their honor of the deceased, you recognize that there is so much kindness in this world, there's so much graciousness, and the truth is our community is full of kindness. And the question you have to ask ourselves is, what does Hashem think of that? And I would venture to guess that Hashem is having incredible nachas, incredible joy, incredible um, esteem when he sees how people stretch themselves during this time. And in no way is this seeming to justify what the pain we're going through. But there's no question that our perspective and God's perspective is often quite different. And if you would ask me, what does God say when he sees the incredible kindness that we've been there for each other? And how much people have stretched themselves? I think he would be, he is incredibly joyous. And if we could think about that, his perspective, maybe that could uplift us as well. This is 101.9 Chai FM. Chai FM, 101.9 megahertz of life. This is the Fabringen with Rabbi Levi Afton on 101.9 Chai FM. So let's continue exploring other ideas of what joy means in our time, in the time of a pandemic. And let's explore this idea. As we said earlier, clarity is a huge challenge because we don't know what's going to be. Not that we ever did know, but there's no question that we feel it much more than ever before. And that's why it's so important to remain centered. When I mean centered, I don't mean listening to the news or listening to commentary and not even necessarily only chatting with friends, centered from a place of values, at least knowing for ourselves what's right, what's wrong, having clarity for our own lives. And that comes from tapping into the ancient and to the modern of our wisdom, and that's the Torah. As King David says, that God's commandments and the Torah are straight and they bring joy. In other words, they offer clarity and that brings joy. Mitzvah Hashem bara the commandment of Hashem brightens and gives clarity to the eye. In other words, in a time of confusion, it's more than ever important to anchor ourselves in wisdom that's transcendent, wisdom that's greater than the moment we're in. You know, we've heard a lot of commentaries. I'm trying to inspire you, hopefully, on this Chai FM show. A lot of inspiration out there, a lot of videos, a lot of TikTok, and a lot of stuff there to inspire. But ultimately, let's be honest, we're all in it together. And therefore, one person's inspiration, not necessarily, you know, from the outside in. It's all of us inside this messy world trying to inspire each other. But then there's wisdom beyond there's wisdom that is ultimately true regardless of circumstance. Wisdom that doesn't get affected by my mood and doesn't get affected by what we perceive to be reality. It's just truth. Hashem Elohim Emet. God is truth. And His Torah is truth. Torah Emet. And therefore, more than ever, it's so important to anchor ourselves in Torah study. And there's no question that that's been one of the incredible side 
benefits of the COVID pandemic is the incredible rise of Torah study all around the world, specifically here in the South African Jewish community. I can only say for myself, I've been teaching more Torah and people have been learning more Torah in the community than ever before. There's this huge thirst for knowledge, podcasts and videos and shiurim and content, mystical content, halachic content, just the full spectrum of Jewish wisdom. It's a huge, huge thirst. It's obviously, you know, as time goes on, it's maybe slightly weakening, but it's still there. And as we do go into the second year of the pandemic, it's important to remember how important it is to be anchored in this wisdom. There's no question that after learning Torah, even if it's the stuff that not necessarily feels relevant to the day-to-day, you're learning an abstract concept, you're learning a mystical concept, you're learning a Talmudic concept. At that moment, you're being uplifted to think the way God thinks, to see the world through God's eyes, because that's really what Torah study is. We don't focus on it enough, but one of the incredible things of studying Torah is the ability of seeing the world the way he sees it. Obviously, we can never be total godlike, not even close, but God gives us a taste. He says, listen, that's the way I analyze this. That's the way my Torah analyzed this. And if you put your head into this knowledge, you'll be seeing the world the way I see it. When you'll be asking that question in the Talmud, you'll be Going into my logic, the question that I've asked, the answers that that I explored, I'm giving you a taste of infinity in wisdom. When you study Jewish mysticism, I'm giving you a, a perspective of seeing the world from a mystical perspective, from my perspective. You could see the way the world is coming into existence. You could see the spirituality, or at least you can be aware of the spirituality of this world. And yes, we have to listen to the news and make sure we're up to date and know what's going on totally. But we also have to make sure that we're spending enough time tapped into the real truth, anchored, balanced. You know, one of the things I learned when I uh, started training very late in life is how important it is to have balance while you're training, while you're walking, while anything, like, you know, to make sure that your, your weight is equal, that you're, you're, you're walking in a balanced way. Otherwise, almost any training you do won't work. You first have to just be anchored. And it's, there's a million examples, whether it's being anchored in where we come from in a f- family, being anchored in a healthy family, anchored in a community, anchored in a tradition. The more anchored a person is, the more they feel they belong, the more they're able to go on their journey. I saw this most amazing quote from Rabbi Chase Taub. Someone sent it to me yesterday. He's been here to the Sinai and Daba. He says, I've come to the conclusion that the people who make better choices in life aren't necessarily those who have access to the best advice, but who have the most emotional support. If you really want to help someone, consider whether it's your advice they need or your emotional support. I think that's an incredible and a true statement. 
See, when you're anchored, when you know where you come from, you'll make the right choices. When you feel loved, when you feel a sense of belonging, you don't really need all that much guidance. Yes, we sometimes need guidance in our life. But often you find that the people who need the most guidance are the people who are the least anchored. And the answer is not necessarily to stuff them up with guidance, but to give them love. Because once a person is filled with love and belonging, they'll have the ability to make their own choices from a place of health. And Torah offers that. Torah offers us this deep sense of belonging. Doesn't mean it addresses every single situation you're in. Often we're in tough new situations and maybe we didn't address it. But the morals and ethics and way of thinking that we developed while studying God's wisdom and that sense of anchoring, knowing that that's where we belong, offers us, gives us the ability to remain focused. This is 101.9 Chai FM. Chai FM, 101.9 megahertz of life. This is the Fabringen with Rabbi Levi Avtson on 101.9 High FM. So there I was preaching for the last few minutes on Chai uh, FM. You know, obviously it's so easy to preach. Reminds me of the fellow who thought of practicing law and then decided to go in the rabbinate because he said, I'd rather preach than practice. Uh, you know, preaching about wisdom and making people sense of belonging. And then the moment the break happened and I had two minutes, I thought to myself, one second, am I making, am I sharing with people a sense of belonging? And then I realized, oh my gosh, there's one woman in my community who I haven't reached out to, an elderly person in a long time. So I spent my break writing a little message to her and at least something positive came out of the show because you know what happens when you just talk and talk and talk and talk and talk and talk and talk? Well, other than listening to the sound of my own voice, which is always a delight, often not much can change. You could give a, you could give a sheer, you could give a radio show and it hit and miss, inspires somebody, doesn't inspire somebody, but translate into action. So let's talk about action. We're coming into the month of Adar, joy. Maybe instead of focusing how we could tap into joy, maybe focus how you could let somebody else tap into joy. And you know what the answer to that is? Give them love. Make them feel belonging. Make them feel like they mean something to you. Not obviously insincerely. We're talking about sincerely. But the truth is there are many people who mean a lot to us. We just don't tell them. How often do we tell our loved ones how much they really mean to us? How much having them in our life is great and how, heaven forbid, losing them would destroy us? You want to bring joy into this world? Remind somebody that they matter. Remind somebody that you care about them. I was listening to a story recently about this fellow, a musician, who one time came to a concert, uh, you know, to a group of teenagers. There was this teenager standing on the side. And at some stage, he sees the teenagers looking for connections. So he asks the teenager, what's his name? Joey. Okay. A year later, this guy comes to a concert, again, this entertainer. And he sees a kid that looks similar, uh, familiar, but he's not sure he can't pinpoint him. And finally, the guy walks over to him. And gives him a look, this, this youngster. 
And suddenly then the singer remembers, oh my gosh, this is Joey. He says, hi, Joey. I just wanted you to know that I remember you from last year. You're actually the only name I remember from last year. I hope you enjoy the concert. Joey runs over to somebody else in the concert and tells him the following. He says, I want you to know that recently I've been quite suicidal. I feel like nobody, I don't belong to anybody. And I've been craving for the longest time to just know I mean something to somebody. Everybody rejects me. And the singer remembered my name a year later. The singer remembered my name. Joey's alive and healthy and he's, he's thank God succeeding in life. I read the story from the, the singer who the story happened to. I changed the names, but sometimes all you need to do is remind somebody what they mean to you. Let's finish off with a beautiful piece of music. This is Yishai Ribo together with Shuli Ran singing Shuli Ran's song, Ayeka, Where Are You? A beautiful, magnificent song on 101.9, Chai FM. Chai FM, your station of choice since 2008. Shalom, Tifki, 
Thank you. 